guys, church? Oh my gosh, I'm so loud. I told them, I was like, warning, I'm super loud. Hi, how you guys doing? You guys awake? Okay, you're gonna wake up if you're not. Okay, can I be like full disclosure? I need to tell you what happened this morning. Okay, because I can't talk to you without telling you how my morning was, all right? I'll big it quick. So last night, my baby decides, he's nine months old, just turned nine months yesterday, and he started doing this thing where he's supposed to be crawling, but he says, no, I don't want to crawl. I'm going to try to plank and stand up instead of crawl. And he is now doing the whole sit, like go from the crawling to the sitting position. And, and he did it in his crib last night for the first time. All right. So if you know anything about babies doing these movements when they're at home in their cribs and they're supposed to be sleeping, it's a nightmare, you guys. It's so fun, but it's a nightmare. All right, so like literally he's like sitting up in the crib. He's like leaning into the bed rail. And the problem with that is he doesn't know how to get back to the belly to go back to sleep. So he's just like laying there like this. And we have to go up and we have to like help him get back. So I'm so tired, but we're here, guys. And I walked in your bathroom this morning. And this is super fun. I'm just full disclosure. I thought the Dove bottle, the spray, was deodorant. Because I was like, oh, you know, I got a little sweaty this morning. I'm spraying some deodorant. If any of you ladies looked at it, y'all know what it is? Dude, it's dry shampoo. So I just want you to know, my pits are good. I sprayed it with some dry shampoo this morning. So if you come near me, I smell like that, all right? So um, it's going to be a great morning. I'm so excited. Hey, yeah, I've known Talk and Natalie for 20 years since Brooklyn was a baby. So now she's like this grown kid. It's so weird to see her. I love it. Um, Talk and Natalie are amazing people. So they did not ask me to say this, but I will say it because I'm a pastor myself. Um, take care of your pastors. When they come back, if you guys have ever had a little prompting to do something nice for them, if you're like, man, I would love to get them a coffee, I'd love to bring them food, man, I just want to like come over and like help them with their house, whatever, man, serve your pastors, I promise. Serve them and it will, it will just pay you back because they will be here, they'll come back, they'll be so on fire, so excited. Take care of your pastors and they're going to take care of you, okay? So they're away. They're having a much-needed break and we celebrate that here. We think that pastors deserve to go, to unplug, and then they come and the rest of the months of the year, they're here, right? And we know that church does not rise and fall on one person. Talking Natalie will be the first people to tell you that. That these guys here running this team, man, they're here. They're here for God. And this place is going to run with or without Talking Natalie. And Talking Natalie would love to see that here. Okay, so I'm offended about two things. I had to come tell you guys this. Last time I was here, I told y'all I like two things. You guys remember what I said? I love boba, and I love pho, and nobody invited me to boba and pho. <laughs> Not one person, all right? So I'm super offended. I'm just kidding. John and Arlene take me out all the time, so like they always feed me, and it's great. Uh, but I love boba. I love pho. So if you guys want to hang out, let me know, because, I mean, I don't know if you guys like that stuff. Anybody here, boba person? Anybody here, pho person? Anybody? Okay. So I want to hang out, basically, is what I'm saying. I'm like inviting myself to go hang out with you and grab some boba or some pho. All right? Um, and then I'm offended about one more thing. Last week, Raphael came up here. Him and Kathy are awesome, right? Are they awesome? All right. They're so awesome. Raphael came up here, and he said he didn't like a certain name. Was anybody here and remember what name he said he didn't like? Do you guys remember that? He said he doesn't like the name Emily. Oh my gosh, Raphael, you don't like the name Emily. I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's okay. I know you had a good reason for it. It was great. It was so fun. I love listening to that last week. If you didn't get to listen to that message, you guys should for sure. So summer mixtape talk is like, hey, Em, speak from your heart, which is like, dude, you're going to tell me to speak from my heart. I mean, I could say so many things. It's like insane, right? My mom used to make fun of me when I was a kid and she would say something. And you guys have probably heard this before. Um, 
<laughs> she would say something like, don't wear your heart on your sleeve. Has anyone ever said that to you or anyone ever heard that phrase? It might be a Midwest phrase, but she used to say that to me all the time. Emily, don't wear your heart on your sleeve. And so I got older and I started thinking about that concept and I was like, no, like I want to wear my heart on my sleeve because at least people can find it there, right? If my heart's on my sleeve and I walk in my life through that and I, I speak the messages from my heart, people are gonna find it, right? So I was super excited when Taka said, summer mixtape, speak from your heart. So today I'm speaking from my heart. You're never gonna hear me talk about something that is not something I am currently going through. I can tell you that, all right? So uh, anybody here like hashtags? Use hashtags? Anyone? Don't be shy. Raise your hands. Anybody still use hashtags? Is that like a thing? Only one person use a hashtag? That's not right. Come on, who uses hashtags in this place? There's got to be somebody on social media. Yeah, John Ng, he's like, I use hashtags, right? Yes, okay, there's a couple hashtags I love. Is, does anybody still use, um, use the hashtag selfie? Anybody still do that? I was kind of surprised the other day. I looked it up, and I was like, there are still billions of people that use the hashtag selfie. I thought that was like a millennial thing. Like we were all like selfie, selfie, hashtag selfie all the time, right? Um, I thought it was just us. And it turns out people are still posting selfies and uh, doing hashtag, right? It's hashtag selfie. So um, I want to show you a couple of my hashtags for my family because I'm going to show my family because you know what? You guys are here. You have to listen to me. So let me show you my family. Uh, this one, Adventures of, uh, let's go to the uh, Adventures of Joe and Emily if you find that one for me. Uh, Joe and Emily is maybe the last one. Here it is. Adventures of Joe and Emily. That's my husband, Joe. You see him there. He's holding our little baby. Um, I, I've done this hashtag since we first started dating, which he was like kind of weirded out. Like, I'm sorry, what? You're doing a hashtag for us? That's weird, right? Guys are like, don't do that, right? I'm not even serious about you yet. Don't do a hashtag, right? Uh, so I have this hashtag. There's over 500 posts on the hashtags. You ever want to stalk my life and know what's up, but where our story came from? It's really fun. You'll see all sorts of things. And look who's at the top there, top post. Do you guys see Taka and Natalie in that picture? That was like a top post hashtag. Taka and Natalie are part of our story. So fun. Okay, next one. Uh, let's do uh, Adventures of Cass and Callie. There's my sister Cassie right there. She has Down syndrome. And we take care of her. And she's sitting right there by Miss Kathy. She is wonderful and beautiful. And we started this hashtag about her life. And we just decided that as she's here in California, we're going to have this hashtag. Okay, next one. Um, hashtag Adventures of Little Talixon. That's my baby boy with his big blue eyes. He's nine months old. You guys heard me talk about him last time I was here. And that's Oliver, or you can call him Ollie. Him and his dad are home today, but they would love to be here. So I love hashtags, and I love social media. Anybody in here like social media? You actually enjoy using your social media app, yeah? Some of you enjoy using it, okay? Um, so Threads is here now. Anyone got Threads? Uh, I heard about this. Y'all don't know about Threads. You better learn about Threads, I guess, because it's coming. It's coming, right? Um, yes, so uh, I love social media. A few reasons. I love that it keeps you social, right? You get to keep up with people that you love and you know um, without having to do too much effort, right? And I also love that social media can be a place where someone can just literally go viral. It's insane. I mean, have you guys ever met anybody who went viral on social media in your circle of life? Anybody know someone who went viral? I do, I know like a several people who went viral just from something they did on social media, whether that was a video, whether that was a hashtag, whatever. It's crazy to see that. The common person just goes viral for one little thing that they did, recorded, hashtagged, whatever. It's crazy. I love that. And you know, I noticed that social media can also have a lot of negative things, right? People will say this. You probably heard this said before. 
Social media can be a place where you compare your common moments to someone else's highlight reel, right? All the moms in the place, I mean, you should say amen to this. If you've ever scrolled through a social media account and you see these mothers with these perfect children who literally have no behavior issues apparently, and their house is perfect, and their ho- they're like, everything's organized, right? They've got like the home edit ladies in their life, and they're like, everything's perfect. And you're like, wow, my life is not like that. Meanwhile, you got your messy bun, your coffee, you never brushed your teeth that day, you're wearing your jammies, and you're like, this is not real life. This is definitely not my life, right? So social media, it can be negative in a way, right? And you're like, oh, great, Emily's here talking about social media, another pastor who talks about social media. Oh, no. No, like, promise you it's going to be good. Just follow me. I've got something for you today. Social media creates this desire and feeds this desire to be known, to be seen, for someone to see us, to know us, to actually really know who we are. And over and over in our life, I think if you and I were really to be honest, we want to be seen. We want to be known. We hope the people that talk to us, the people that follow us, people that like us, the people that comment, or even people in real life would just really know who we are. That's why I told you the story about me putting dry shampoo on my armpits, because literally, that is literally, if you want a day in the life of Emily, I'm doing stuff like that, you know? Man, God wants you to know that you are fully known, fully seen today. So you asked me to come back, and you know, I was like, the first time I was here, I was kind of nice. I shared a little bit. Today, I just want to like go straight to the heart, all right? I want to go straight to the heart of stuff. I've titled this sermon, No Fame, No Gain. And I pray that today, honestly, that this kind of background lullaby we've been in in our life with social media, with entertainment, that God would kind of like jolt us awake a little bit. I think there's some things that we've kind of let the world, this, this kind of outward influence, influence, influence us in a way, that I really want God to wake us up. And I'm gonna, I want to I hit you with this one phrase, and it's going to make sense because we're going to unpack it, and this phrase is, famous does not equal greatness. Famous does not equal greatness. So let me pray for you. Ready? Pray. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are with us, that you are here in this moment, that you see every person, you know every face, you call them by name. I pray your spirit would come and that you would show us what you want for us today. So we give it to you, Lord, and we just ask that you would be present. All right, so put that back up there again. Famous does not equal greatness. All right, let's read. Um, I'm going to read a scripture here in a minute, but what happens when you're really great at something, when you're really, really good at something? Like, what do people start doing when someone is so good at something? What do people start doing? Shout out to me. What do people start doing when they see you be great at something? What is something they start doing as an onlooker watching? They might copy it. Yeah. Is there anything they might say? You should make a living at that. What else? Give praise. praise. Like, you're awesome. Man, you're so legit. Keep doing that. That is so great. You're such a world changer. Look at you. Look at what you can do, right? All of a sudden, when you're really great at something, people start giving you praise. And it feels kind of good, right? 
If you were to be honest in this room, right, it feels kind of good to get some praise. I don't care how humble you think you are. At the end of the day, you go home and you're like, oh, someone told me I did my hair perfectly today. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you're like, man, I just nailed that message and someone told me and I feel so good about that. Or, you know what, man, I won at my game today and all these people came up to me and gave me a pat on the back, gave me a high five. Man, I was, I was awesome today, right? And there's a piece of you that says, man, I really love when people give me praise. Uh, that's like, in Christianity, people are like, no, you need to be humble. You need to not care when people praise you, right? And they try to like downplay and try to like make sure you don't get too big of a head, right? But at the core of it, being praised, there's something about it that we kind of love. We receive just a touch, just a taste of fame. And it comes out in us. So me, I've never really been that great at something. I'm really not trying to falsely be humble. I actually am not one of those people that like is super good at one thing, all right? I'm more of a jack of all trades. Anybody a jack of all trades in the room, right? You can just learn stuff and you're like, okay, I just need to learn this to apply this, right? Um, I was really good at writing. Uh, that was probably what I had going for me. And oddly, I was actually good at football. I was strange, right? I'm like a girl, but I was like super good at football. Like for some reason, that was like the only one of the only things I could hang my hat on in my life. I was really great at football. Um, and for me, kids has always been something I've really been great at. Advocating, loving, communicating with children, right? It's been something that's always been there. Now that's a pretty unseen area of life though. People that work with children, they'll tell you, people don't really know how difficult it is to work with kids. And I remember so many seasons of my life feeling so unseen, desiring so much to be known and needing to receive that from the Lord. So what I want to do is I want to define what greatness is today, okay? And we're going to look at this chapter, Philippians 2, 5 through 11. So if you have a Bible, you can open that. There's one in the seat back in front of you. If you have one on your phone, don't worry. I'm not going to be worried that you're on social media, but if you want to hashtag something and whatever in this, go ahead. That's cool. At voice.church. Is it voice.church or voice church? What's the Instagram handle? Voice Church? I don't remember. You can do that too if you want. Uh, okay, so uh, Philippians 2, 5 through 11, and I'm reading from the NKJV version. It says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All right, so let's look at this. Uh, Paul wrote this letter to the church in Philippi. Now, the church in Philippi had a unity problem, and he had to, he had to write them a letter. And so previous to this, He's talking about unity and all that stuff. Now, voice would never have a unity problem, right? Never. That would never happen in today's church, right? This happens a lot. It's just people are different. You're going to have a unity problem. You're going to have to work things out. He's trying to help them work things out. Now, there's some things I want to point out in that, and I want to give you a little bit of the background of what that phrase or that word actually means. And then I'm going to give you the Emily version of the scripture, okay? Let this mind be in you. So Jesus set this example before us. If you want to be great, let this mind be in you. Form of God, the form of God. He took on the form of God. He was already, th had the form of God. This word in Greek is morphe theao, 
which is used to express a way in which a thing exists and appears according to what it is in and of itself, okay? So that means when it says form of God, Jesus possessed all the characteristics, all the qualities of God. Isn't that cool? He was already God. He was. It's not like he just got rid of the God part of who he was to come to this world. He was God. When it says robbery, this means something to be seized. So when it says that, it actually means he couldn't lose God's nature. It couldn't be taken or seized from him. Not at all. The thir- this next thing, made of no reputation. This means that he emptied himself, but probably not in the way that you would think. He didn't get rid of his nature. Instead, he gave up his privileges as God. He gave up his resources as God, his access. He did not actually empty himself in the way that you would think and say, I'm nothing, right? He just gave up his access, his resource, his privilege. He took on the form, again, here we are again with that, that phrase, morphe theao, in and of itself, right? He took on the form of bondservant. So we have Jesus taking on this extra form, and a bondservant is the lowest person in society, the absolute lowest person in society. Jesus took that upon himself. The crazy part about this is that Jesus retained his divinity. He was man, right? And he took on this form, something that was totally opposite to his nature as Lord. He became a servant. So Jesus took these three things. Now let me read it to you in the Emily KJV, the EKJV version, all right? Now this is just me throwing in some phrases from what I learned when I was studying this, okay? Let this mind, the thoughts that will literally change everything, be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, meaning he had all the characteristics and qualities of God himself, did not consider it robbery to be, or like it couldn't be taken away from him, right, to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation. I mean, he let go of all of his privileges, taking the form of bondservant, So he even took on the characteristics and qualities of the absolute lowest person in society and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Don't forget, he did that. No one made him do it. And he became obedient, even to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So this is what I want to walk away with, right, with this. Famous does not equal greatness. We're pointing back to Jesus. Your desire to be seen is rooted in your hunger to be known. Your desire to be seen is rooted actually in a good place you want people to see you, there's something good inside of you that wants that. But Jesus actually took on these forms to be what he needed to be in the world. The first thing was he was divine, he was human, he was servant, right? Greatness in God is letting all these three things exist in you. So it's not just about you. It's not just fame making you famous. It's God has given you these three things. He's made you divine, He's made you in the image of God to carry all the qualities, all the likeness of Jesus and to enter the space in this world. But he's also made you a servant. He's asked you to take on this form of being a servant to other people and remembering that you are still human in the process. So there's an innate desire for us to be seen. Here's the deal, though. We're so busy wishing 
to be seen that we can become blind. We get blinded by that in this world. We want others to see what we're doing. We want them to see how good we are, how great we are. We want them to notice, and we actually can become blind in doing that. Because if the enemy can keep you looking at yourself long enough, he's going to keep everyone else not looking at Jesus through you. Man, I saw this uh, story on social media the other day, so I'm just referencing social media. And I'm not going to mention a name because I don't want to judge, judge the girl too harshly. Um, I'm sure she has plenty of other reasons why she did this, but um, she's a huge social media influencer. And she was going through this adoption. And she decided, she found out that through this adoption, this child was not going to be allowed to be on social media. And so instead of following through on something that was their dream, their family decided not to follow through with it just because the kid could not be on social media. I mean, if that doesn't shock you, I don't know what does, right? Our society is so all about being seen, wanting others to see who we are, that we are totally becoming blind to the work of God and what he has for us. Here's the next thing. God has, God is all about an upside-down kingdom, while our world only desires an upside kingdom. So let's point back to Jesus in Philippians 2. Jesus, taking on the form of bondservant, was unheard of. You couldn't even believe that. Why would a king, why would a lord take on the form of bondservant? Why would he do that? The lowest person in society. Why would he do that? He took on the characteristics of someone who didn't matter to anyone. Here's the thing. If you literally don't hear anything I say today, hear this. Taking on the form servant won't get you seen, but it will make others know they are known. It will show others they are known. Taking on the form of servant won't get you seen, but it will show others they are known. Because you're, you're meeting them where they are. When someone meets you where you are, don't you just feel so known? Isn't there something about that makes you feel so loved? When someone really, really meets you where you are. Romans 12:2 says this, And don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Remember, if you want to change your hunger for fame, you have to change your mind on what it means to be fully known by a God who truly sees you. Here's the next thing. God cares about hidden things. Pointing back to Jesus, Jesus took on the appearance of man and literally kind of like just set aside his divinity, right? He was still himself, but he gave up all of his privilege. Hidden things aren't worthless things. They're just awaiting revelation. They're not worthless things. So if you ever are in a place where you feel hidden, God is bringing revelation through you. Remember, the revelation that the resurrection was coming was hidden in the broken moment of the crucifixion. Seriously, it's amazing to think about that, that the revelation that the resurrection was coming was hidden in that moment of the crucifixion. God was doing things through hidden things. I remember being in a, a, a spot in my life where I felt super hidden. I was an intern at my church. This is when I was young. I was like 19. I'm old now. Um, don't, I'm not going to tell you my age now, but I was, I was young at the time. And I remember being on this huge staff at this mega church, and I was an intern, and I was cleaning a kid's ministry closet. If you've ever seen a kid's ministry closet, it might make you want to vomit because you're like, oh my gosh, what is all this stuff, right? I was cleaning this closet, and I was filling these buckets for that service for that night. And I remember, like, literally, I was, like, packing crayons, and I was packing Play-Doh, and I was, like, doing this little craft thing, serving my church, and it was like nobody was there, no one cared what I was doing, and I remember thinking, gosh, like, 
this space, like I'm doing this with so much love right now, but no one even notices this is happening. I remember God meeting me in that closet, and I remember him saying, I see you. Is it enough that I see you? Is it enough that I know you? Is it enough? God cares about hidden things. Hidden things aren't worthless things. They're just awaiting revelation. Here's the next thing. God is not asking you to become nothing. He is asking you to take on a new form. So pointing back to Jesus, Jesus allowed three things to exist, if you remember what I said. He was divine, he was man, and he became a servant. Jesus did not give up his divinity. He took on the forms needed to rescue this world. That's what he did. So we have to get rid of this false sense of Christianity. I get so tired when I hear Christians say things like, you mean nothing, you don't matter. It's only about God. Yes, it is only about God, but he also included you in it. Do you know that you are created in the image of a creator who loves to be praised, who loves to be seen? Don't you think there might be a little bit of that in you? But taking that and remembering that we're also giving God praise in it, that it does come from him, is the important part. Doing that is what you need to do. So we have to get rid of this false sense of humility that thinks, I don't matter. You matter. I'll prove it to you. Ready? Matthew 5, 14 through 17 says this, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Here's my question to that. Why would we become nothing when God means everything? Why would he say you're nothing? We are, we are something, though. He has something for you. Your desire to be seen is rooted in a place to be known. Know that. You weren't just dirt or dust that it talks about that God made from the dirt with Adam, right? You were the, you were the redemption and the revelation of that dirt. That's what you are. So take that. So the next time you feel like you don't matter in the kingdom, the next time you feel like you're not doing anything that's worthwhile, the next time you feel like you're in a hidden place, I want you guys to know that God has called you to greatness. But greatness may not make you famous. True greatness in the kingdom of God looks very different than what our world says is greatness. Our world will tell you, feed your fame. Continue to be seen. But God sees you. He loves you. And at the end of the day, like, being seen by God, is that more important to you than the way the world sees you? You don't have a visibility problem, let me tell you that. You don't have a visibility problem. You have an understanding problem. We all do. We don't understand what it means to be fully seen and fully loved by our Creator, because if we did, it wouldn't even matter if someone saw it. It wouldn't even matter if we served and someone noticed, because we have such a close relationship with God. Don't you guys want that for yourself? Don't you want to be that kind of person that just gives to the Lord? That you, you operate in a place of like security? Like, man, you know what? I'm confident who God made me to be. My prayer is that the church becomes attractive. I'm so tired of weird Christians, you guys. I'm so tired of it. Weird Christians who make people look at us and go, oh, they're a little bit weird. I don't think I want anything to do with them, you know? I am praying for an attractive church, a church that says, man, 
I'm going to operate in my gifting, my confidence, and who God created me to be. I am wanting to be like Jesus. That means I possess the characteristics and qualities of God. I remember I'm human, though. Of course, I am human, but I'm also going to be a servant. I'm going to take the lowest of low in some ways, and I'm going to serve other people around me. So whatever that looks like for you. So here's some questions I have for you for today as we close. What happens when God doesn't make you famous? You want to be known so bad. You want to be seen so bad. You're hoping other people will notice you. What happens when other people don't chant your name? And you're just living this life day to day, just existing and doing the things that you do faithfully. What happens for you with that? Here's the next one. Do you do what you do to be seen or to make him known? God wants to be known, right? He wants to be known, but that means he's going to use us in that. Don't do what you do just to be seen for yourself. Do what you do to make God known. Here's the next one. What new form might God be asking you to take? Is there kind of a false sense of humility you have that you might need to drop in this Christianity world, right? Or is there um, a part of you that needs to take on the form of servant? And you're like, man, I haven't really served God in the way I want to. I don't know if I've really loved people the way that God has asked me to yet. I want to encourage you to think about that today, to pray about that today. Here's the next one. Oh, that's it. <laughs> what new form might God may ask you to take? You're like, oh, I have so many questions. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, I would love um, for a moment, I'm, I'm actually going to ask the worship team to come on up. And <clears throat> for me, just ending this moment, if there's a piece of you, a part of you that has felt unseen, I want you to know you're not alone in that. I'm sure other people here who may look like it's got, they've gotten it together have at some point or time in their life felt unseen. And maybe they feel that way right now. The great thing is you, you really don't know what people are going through. It's good and it's bad, right? God sees you. He loves you. He has something for you. But it's also to make him known. So don't think you're not great. Don't think you need to walk through this world acting like you're nothing. You're not nothing. You play a big role in the kingdom, you guys. Every one of you do. Take on that form. What is that thing he's asking you to pick up so that you can operate in the confidence that he has for you? Famous might not make you, you know, great to the world, but being great in God's kingdom, it's going to show other people that are known. So I'm going to be around if you want to pray. A couple people might be over here. If you feel like you're in a space of being unseen, feeling like you're in a hidden space, needing God to fully see you and fully know you, I promise you he knows you, and we'd love to pray with you. So we're going to sing this song because I think the song is going to kind of help us enter that space. So if you guys do me a favor and stand up to your feet, and let's just sing together.